Welcome to the Alberta Wedding Podcast, a platform for Alberta wedding professionals and couples to connect, learn, and share ideas. I'm your host, wedding videographer Kevin Marr. With over 100 weddings behind me, I'm your guide to all things weddings in this great province of ours. It's going to be such a good week here on the Alberta Wedding Podcast because I got Rebecca Palmer on. She is someone that I filmed her and Jeff's wedding a few years ago. Absolutely gorgeous out at 52 North Venue. But she also happens to have a floral... You don't necessarily consider yourself a florist, so maybe you can better introduce yourself to exactly what you call yourself. (laughs) But... It's got to do with flowers. We're talking about florals all day today, so let's dive right into it, Rebecca. Okay, yeah. So I'm Rebecca from Petal and Bloom. I spell it B-L-U-M, not B-L-O-O-M. The reason why I picked my name is because my background is Dutch. Some people who might be hearing this, I could be totally wrong, but I Googled Bloom in Dutch. It was a very long way of spelling it, so I went the German way, so it's somewhat close to, you know, the Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't know. I I liked it. But yeah, Petal and Bloom is turning five this year. So that's a big... Congratulations. I know, right? I'm really excited about that. I'm planning. I want to do a party. But I am a home-based business. I do a full-time job. So Petal and Bloom started when I started working at Honda. My parents used to own a well-known greenhouse here in central Alberta, Dead Tombs Greenhouses. They sold in 2015. And so I was a lost soul when they... Sold the greenhouse. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Got the Monday to Friday job. Realized I had all this time in the world. So I started Petal and Bloom. (laughs) Yeah, so like I said, I'm a home-based business. I started with terrariums first. Uh, So my passion is plants, flowers, get you know, playing in the dirt. So I started with terrariums. I do a bunch of other kind of workshops, like Grinch trees during Christmas, wreaths. And then I started doing like floral workshops. I guess I don't want to say COVID happened, but 2020 happened. As Jeff and I say, the big marshmallow monster came out. (laughs) Yeah, so then I started doing weddings for friends. So that's kind of what got me into doing the flower aspects of Petal and Bloom. So with your family, you've kind of had like a green thumb like for a lot of years, for most of your life, because you grew up around it, right? Yes, like I, my dad has so many cute stories of us, like, us running around, playing in the soil, um, fuchsias, if anyone's an avid gardener listening, fuchsias, they're like, I used to call them pop flowers. Mm. When they open, they kind of pop open. So I'd go around and I'd call them pop flowers and I'd pop them as I was little. And my dad would get so mad because I was wrecking the plant. <laughs> but yeah, like I grew up in the greenhouse world and same with my brothers. And when they sold, it was just, it was really hard for us. I get it. My dad had to get a double lung and heart transplant. So I mean, no harsh feelings why they sold. Yeah, you can't uh, judge him for that, right? Obviously, no. you know, life happens and and sometimes, you know, we we just have to go along with it. And, and it was so good meeting your family on the day of. And I, I absolutely love the first look with your dad. And we'll, 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 we'll touch on uh, your wedding a little <laughs> bit later. But so you're based out of Sylvan Lake, is I, I believe? Yeah, Sylvan Lake is where I'm based out of. And I offer to all of Central Alberta. This year, I kind of want to start, I want to reach out to some breweries in Calgary and Edmonton and do some workshops with them and do my new thing, which is a flower bar I've been doing at pop-ups and big celebration with businesses. I come with all my flowers. Your entourage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Just flowers coming out of everywhere, right? Yeah, exactly. How would you describe your your design? Like, do you have a style like when it comes to florals and I feel like I'm a little bit different because like when brides when they're gonna look for a florist, like I'll say we're all like artists, right? We all have a look, we all have our certain styles of how we design flowers. I like to go with what my brides want. I'm not going to like deter them. If it's something I will say, don't feel comfortable doing. I will say that too. But like, I mean, if you look at like every florist, we all have a different look, style, color. Like some people are very muted. Some people like bright, but I like to work around what, you know, my brides or even like if an event was happening, what they would like done. And with that, I guess, you're almost able to be like a chameleon, right? Like you're able to like adapt and, and and I guess in that sense, do you have to find like inspiration from others uh, to match the style that your couples are looking for? Yeah, so when a bride reach out, I always say, do you have a Pinterest board? Show me your inspo because if they go, oh, I like sage greens. Okay, well, there's a, there's a variety of sage greens out there. If they're like, oh, I want pink. It's like, well, there's muted, soft, bright, right? Magenta. So I like them to send me like their inspo pictures. And if like, okay, this is funny. I'm actually doing a very last minute wedding next week, like super last minute. It's actually a friend of mine. And I said, I'll do your flowers. And they finally got back to me on Monday. Their wedding's May 5th. So I'm like, send me inspo. Lots of time. (laughs) Right? And she's like, I'm easy. And she just sent me different photos. She goes, I just want bright. And I'm like, so I asked her all the questions. She goes, you surprise me. And I'm like, done. I will surprise you. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's just, it's really, you know, just finding out what makes them happy. What makes them yeah. feel like giddy when they see their florals, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you want to walk into a greenhouse and, and you, you just like, you get like goosebumps, right? Yeah. And that's how I am too. And I just like, I get so excited when I make a bouquet. I wish people could watch me. I'm very like animated <laughs> talking to you right now. I get so excited when I make that bouquet. I have to show Jeff. Like I'm like, Jeff, you need to check out this bouquet I did. How cool is this? Right. Or, you know, and then I make him take a million pictures of me holding the bouquet. <laughs> Such a good husband. <laughs> right. Such a good He's husband. a keeper. Yeah. He is a keeper. But yeah, like I get so excited when I like show the brides. Like my first wedding was actually my sister-in-law's wedding. And all she wanted was you like she really wanted it like whimsical. Like she or yeah, whimsical. Like she just wanted white flowers, baby's breath, eucalyptus with a hint of blue. And that's all she told me. And I showed her and she loved it. And I've had a few brides that just tell me kind of what they want. And then I do it. And I haven't had a bride say that it's ugly to my face yet. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> and then they send me photos, so and they write good reviews. That's all we can ask, right? Yeah, right? Exactly. I know you touched on this a little bit already about what happens when couples do reach out to you, mainly probably brides. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, I don't want to make any assumptions that the guys can't yeah. go looking for uh, flowers either. But what is the process when someone does reach out to you? And maybe kind of walk me through like this, the steps from when they do inquire to the delivery day. Yeah. So when they reach out to me, like I personally like when it's like uh, Instagram, email or Facebook messenger. So they usually will email me just saying, Hey, you know, I'm interested in you doing my flowers. My always, my one question is how did you hear about me? Cause I'd like to know, like, did you see me on Instagram? Did you like, I just want to know how you heard about me. And then I just say, okay, well, I'd like to see your inspo pictures. Send me whatever works, right? Like your color scheme. I ask what the, what the bridesmaids are wearing too. 
and I ask them what their dress style is. Because if they want a boho look, I don't want to give them like a prim and proper bouquet unless they want it, right? Or if they're going more elegant, I don't want to give them a boho bouquet, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, so I just like, I ask them, like, send me um, your inspos. If you don't mind me asking, do you want, you can send me a picture of your wedding dress. Tell me what your wedding dress looks like. I even say, like, what's your groom wearing? And I asked about the venue because, like I'll say, it was 52 North. I had a vision when I got married Mm -hmm. there, and my vision was what I wanted. So sometimes if they're getting married at 52 North, like, we went more industrial, garden look. Some people might want to go, like, you know, more elegant. So I always ask them, like, where's your venue? What's your vision? And that's basically how I start. And it's kind of funny. Like, I don't normally... I haven't really met a lot of my brides face-to-face. I meet them sometimes the day of the wedding. And that could be because of COVID and everything. And everyone's used to just emailing. I do offer if they want to meet up for coffee. I'd love to meet up with them for coffee. But a lot of them are like, no, I love your I love your jam. So I'm like, okay, sweet, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> so then I, And then I always check up on my brides around 10 to 8 weeks. Just saying, hey, how's everything going? Just checking out, see how everything is. Any changes? Because sometimes some brides will change their mind on their colors, right? Or groom. I actually had a groom email me last week saying he changed his ideas on his boutonniere that he wanted. And he wanted to have a different flower than what he told me originally. So I do a check-in. And then I double-check that it's everything that they want. And then from the eight weeks on, I tend to check on my brides quite a bit. Just because I don't know if it's because of when I got married. I kind of liked how my vendors checked in on us, like how you did. Yeah. Especially if we had a postpone, right? And you're really good at keeping us in the loop. Same with Kat from 52 North. So I I always tell my, my brides or even my friends who are looking for vendors, no matter who they are, photographer, videographer, venue, caterer, you want to have a good energy from them, right? Like they're in the yep. corner and all you guys were in mine and Jeff's corner. There's probably times where I was bawling my eyes out to a few of you. So, and I... <laughs> <laughs> and I want my brides That's to know that. That's what we're here that. for. We're, we wear multiple hats. Right? And I want my brides to know that. Like, I'm in your corner. I've even, um, last year for a bride, I go above and beyond. This could be my issue too. But I even off. <laughs> not necessarily a bad thing. It's not. But even I had a bride who had me do her bouquets and the bridesmaids bouquets and then all her other flowers she ordered from Costco. She phoned me that morning after wedding upset saying all the flowers from Costco were frozen and I only ordered enough for her bouquets. So I went around everywhere trying to grab every kind of rose I could find for her, any kind of carnation, just so she had flowers for her table. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I even offered her, I'm like, I will come and do it for you since it's the morning of. (laughs) So that's kind of who I am. Um, I do, you know, I'll deliver to their venues. I have, they'll come pick up from me. A lot of my weddings have been mostly elopements and smaller weddings. I am doing one of my bigger weddings. My very first big wedding is this year. That's exciting. I'm really excited. Super excited. So I want to touch on just the elopements and the micro weddings because obviously we talked about the C word a few times already. I know. Uh, I need to stop saying that. Let's get out of my Thanks, Becky. I appreciate that. But do you feel like because of that, there is now an uptick in elopements and micro weddings? I think so. I even said to Jeff, if we didn't get married in 2021, and if we got married this year or next year or whatnot, I would elope. I would personally Mm. elope just because I feel like, as we can all say with inflation, a lot of things have gone up in pricing, right? Yeah. And sometimes if you want a smaller wedding, 
then you might want a more, like, and if you have a smaller wedding, then you might want to be like, you know, if I'm having a smaller wedding, most of my budget is going to go to my flowers or most of my budget is going to go to the catering. Then you kind of have- Or video. Or video, right? Or video. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or photography, right? Like if you- Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Subtle, subtle little hints there. Yeah. Like I, in elopements are nice. Like, and when I do elopements, it's, you know, like it's a nice bouquet and I do a boutonniere. And depending on the bride, the price range for me is like three fifty to five hundred, depending on what they want. Okay, and does your approach change because it's an elopement? I mean, obviously, there's less florals. I would think that you would have to worry about, but does your overall approach change or? No, I treat everyone all the same. Nothing really changes. So it's just a matter of like really finding out like the details of the day. Yeah, what makes them happy? What's important to them? What's the vibe that they're going for, exactly, right? yeah. Yeah, like if they are having a mountain wedding, if they're, yeah. And usually when it's elopements, I never, I don't think I've met a bride during an elopement because they send their family or their husband or fiance, I should say, or a relative or someone to pick up their bouquets for me. So I've never met any of my elopement brides. Well, as long as they paid you, that's right? all. No, no, I'm just kidding. We're not, I mean, you and I would both do what we do. For free Mm -hmm. if we didn't have bills to pay, right? I know. I know. I offer free delivery. I don't think I've charged anyone delivery yet. How far out do you typically uh, deliver or or have you, like, how far out have you delivered? Well, not that far. So maybe that's why. But like, I mean, I went to Spruce View. It's a half an hour drive. I've drove. With gas prices these days. I mean, that adds up, right? (laughs) Exactly. And sometimes what I do too is sometimes like depending, like, I've done it too with the elopement brides. I don't charge them the boutonniere. I just charge them for the bouquet. Oh, okay. I know. Interesting. Inter- don't say that. <laughs> Sound like Jeff. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think everyone has a different approach. Yeah. And I don't think there's a right or wrong way of doing things. No. I mean, you, you got to do what uh, you feel is right and what is best for your customers. Yeah. And everyone's business model is different too. And I mean, I can easily like, critique other filmmakers and what they do and what they offer. But if it works for them, if their customers are willing to pay, yeah, they're not doing anything illegal, go to town, right? Like do what makes you happy. Well, and I just want to make the, like, I, I don't want to say I'm a people pleaser, but again, like when you are, though. I am, I am, <laughs> I am. We all are. Come on. I but. am. But like with my, like with my brides or my couples, like I just want them to know, like I am in their corner, like as much as I'm doing your flowers if all of a sudden something happened, I felt comfortable reaching out to you. I felt comfortable reaching out to Nan who catered. I felt, you know, I felt comfortable. Even Travis, Travis did my bouquet, my girl's bouquets, right? For my wedding. Because I said to her, should I be doing my own bouquet? She goes, Rebecca, no. (laughs) But I'm also perfectionist. I would have been running around with my head chopped off the morning of trying to do my bouquets. Plus, and you don't need that. I mean, that's your day. Exactly. And and on. Lots of professionals do what they do best, right? Exactly. So speaking of which, I mean, let's just dive right into your wedding. Okay. Because it was a lot of fun. And it, obviously there was some postponements involved there. Uh, maybe some family drama. We don't necessarily <laughs> need to get into. But honestly, like, I look back on that day in 2021 and it's still a standout wedding for me. And it, it, more so, not necessarily because of the venue, although I absolutely love 52 mm-hmm. North. Absolutely love it there. I've done a number of weddings there, but your guys' story, like yours and Jeff's story, and you guys are coming up to 10 years now, I believe. Yeah, May will be 10 years together. Congratulations. Thank you. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So 
talk to me about like how you were able to approach your wedding from a bride, but also, you know, there was that perfectionist in you too that you were just talking about as a creative and a vendor. So you want to touch on that? Sure. So, okay. Well, okay. I was also very easygoing. I didn't know my colors, Kevin. I had no idea. My girls, when we went bridesmaids dress shopping, I'm like, I don't know. You guys put on dresses. We'll figure it out. My maid of honor put on this gorgeous dusty rose pink dress. First off, I hate pink. But she came out and I'm like, Becky, I'm sorry. That is your dress. She got no say. And then the rest of the girls, they put on dresses. And then we went with like that slate gray color. Mm -hmm. I guess you could say it was like that nice gray. And I'm kind of weird. Like my maid of honor, I've been friends with her since I was 14. Met her at my first job. And as much as I'm like, yes, it's mine and Jeff's day, I also wanted her to stand out too. So that's why I had her in a different colored dress. So, I mean, that's a little bit different. I know. And she did stand out because she broke her back. And then had to be on crutches. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other uh, story. <laughs> that's a whole other story. We could do a part two on that. <laughs> and then when it came to my vendors, like, it's almost like you're interviewing them, right? Like, mm-hmm. you want to get to know them. So when we went to 52 North, me and Jeff were the second couple to sign on with Kat and Dev because that was 2019. We thought we were getting married in 2020. And just listening to them... It was like, we want it to be your day. We will do mm-hmm. this. This is how we are. This, like, and just like, they were so welcoming, so loving. And I think Jeff and I, as much as 52 North is gorgeous, we also did it because we fell in love with Kat and Dev. Yeah. And we are now friends with them because they're amazing. Oh, they're they're good friends of ours too. Like I, I'll uh, go back and, and do like free work for them, which I have just because I support them at, and there's really good people. We're in the people business. Yeah. It's something that, you know, you, you build these relationships over the years and yeah. you become a, a very tight-knit family after a while. It's something that I didn't expect when I came into this back in 2017. And all these years later now is like a lot of my like closest friends now are in the industry. And uh, I think that's something that, I mean, weddings aside, these are some really, really good people that yeah. have kind hearts. We're people givers, like we're all about, you know, wanting to give back and help others and, and really be positive, which uh, these days, I mean, to me at least, like sometimes it can be very hard to find. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree on that. So yeah, like you were talking about like the dresses and then maid of honor, but how were you able to disconnect from being that perfectionist and, and it's like, because I know I had a difficult time on my wedding day. Like I wanted to direct <laughs> myself during portraits, and I had a we had a photographer and a videographer, and yeah, we had a micro wedding back in 2018 before they were um, even really popular. So we thought we were like the OGs back then. <laughs> but it was tough for me to like disconnect because I still wanted to be in control, and I had to like at times like stop myself and be like, no, gotta let the professionals uh, do what they do best. I will say, you did not see me the day before the wedding, though. (laughs) You did not see me on the Friday before. I was a little drill sergeant. Yeah, so when Jeff and I saw 50 North, I had this vision. I saw eucalyptus everywhere. I saw green everywhere. And when I was little, I always wanted to get married in a greenhouse. So Kat and Dev will say, she said this to me. I was one of the brides who brought a lot of things (laughs) to the wedding. Like, a lot. So that was my vision. I wanted it to be like almost like a secret garden. 
it was my vision. So on, so I did all the tables and I brought in huge tropicals. Like, I don't know how tall they were. They were like, what, 2015? I don't even know. I had palm trees everywhere. (laughs) It was an oasis. And I brought in 25 Boston ferns. So that's what I wanted. I wanted that greenhouse fill. And the morning of, we did all the tables. I laid out the moss. I laid out the eucalyptus. I laid out all that. And the night of, like before the wedding, I went around with my little spray bottle, spraying all the tables (laughs) to make sure that nothing would dry out. (laughs) And then the next morning, woke up early, sprayed all the tables again. So I kind of was. How many brides do that, really? Like I don't think anyone. <laughs> not that I know of, at least, or, or heard of, but I love that you did that. And I don't know how many times, but, like, I even had the girls, like, we took so many pictures of us, like, the night before in there, because I just loved the ambiance that I created in there, because that was my vision. And it was nice when Becky took her photos, because she knew that I just worked so hard on the reception area that it just made it that more special to do my first look with Jeff, to do it with my dad. Because it made me feel like I did get married in that greenhouse that I pictured as a little girl. Oh, I just got goosebumps <laughs> when you said that because I was reimagining the first look with you and Jeff and his reaction was just priceless. And I'm so glad that it was all caught on video because as much as photos are amazing and we absolutely love photos, the video just brings those pictures to life, right? And just it does. And hearing you guys talk and your reactions and... You guys were true to yourselves. I know. I'm very sassy if no one knows me. <laughs> I mean, we're about over 20 minutes into this podcast. And I'm pretty sure by now our listeners will uh, get a sense that you have a little bit of sass. I do. Yeah. Looking back at your wedding, is there anything that you would have done differently? So we had a friend offer to take our photos. You know this, Kevin. I've, I talked to you about it. And she was a well-known photographer. And Jeff and I, we didn't do it to be cheap. Like, we didn't do it, but she offered her services as a wedding gift. Jeff's like, you know what? That's awesome. That's amazing. We were excited. And I will say, like, and you probably saw it too on the wedding day. Like, it's bad when my makeup and hair were kept saying, where's your photographer? Where's your photographer? Why is she not here to take these photos of you getting ready? Why isn't she not here to take photos of you and your girls? Like, I, right? Like she kind of did that and then she like, and I felt like even when Jeff and I did our first look and we did our photos and more of the video before our ceremony, I just felt like she didn't give it her all. Looking back at some of those photos, which you've seen some of them, especially me walking down the aisle when it was plus 37 out, you see all these water bottles lined up <laughs> when I'm walking down. My it was a little warm that day. It was really warm that day, but you know, like, like I would say that's one thing I kind of, cause they kept saying to Jeff, like, like I was like, and we offered, we offered money, right? Like we'd love to pay you just cause I know it is sometimes, right? Yeah. It's, it's a sticky situation for it sure. Is. Right. Because obviously there's the friendship first mm-hmm. and it's always, you know, such a kind gesture when, you know, you have a friend who also happens to be a, a professional that could help in some way on your day, whether it's with photos, video, um, coordinating, yeah, you name it. And I've done over 100 weddings at this point. And so I've seen this where like at the time, like it, it seems like a great idea, but it's tough sometimes to mix business with friendship. Yeah. It's just, like I said before, it's a sticky situation. And it's, uh, and this isn't me coming down on anybody or putting anybody under the bus or anything like that. But sometimes it, it is 
better to have someone who is completely unbiased and doesn't have that history. Yeah. You know, you and I have become really good friends since then, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm, and obviously uh, I can't get enough of uh, Jeff's beard. Um, so, <laughs> you know, Jeff has an epic beard. I said it, I said it out there. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say that. So, like, we've become really good friends, and I've, I've become really good friends with so many of my couples, you know, over the years. Mm-hmm. But I don't think for me, and I, and I have done weddings where I was really good friends with, uh, you know, the couple beforehand. So it does work at times, but sometimes, yeah, it, it can add another le- level of complexity. And especially if maybe some things don't go according to plan or or whatever, right? for whatever reason. So yeah, it's complicated. Like I offer my services to my friends and family, right? Because I'm like, I would love to do your flowers. And also it's like, it's a good way for me to get my name out there, especially when I was starting. Like I said, I did my stepbrother and sister-in-law's wedding and I offered day of coordinator and I did all this stuff, but I'm always, but I'm the person I'm going to give you 110%, whether your family, friend, a customer, you're always, I'm always going to go above and beyond. I'm going to treat my brides like how I would treat, how I treated my sister. Like I will treat my sister as I treat like my customers. Like I'm gonna, that's just who I am as a person. So it's sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it was like, it just is like, it's a little bit hurtful, right? You're just like, when you get the photos and you look and it's like me and my dad's walking down that aisle, I'm just like, or like at the end of the aisle, there's a ki- like really good shot of Jeff and I kissing, but then there's a tripod. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not mad at you for that. That's not your fault. <laughs> but you know, right? I get it. I get it though. But I will say I'm happy that Jeff and I had you guys come and do the videography because I said to Jeff, that's what made everything for us and we watch it like it's funny like I didn't think I'd watch myself but I tend to watch that video when I'm feeling really down good I'm glad I mean it's for me that that I mean obviously I shouldn't say when I'm down though (laughs) what's that I shouldn't say when I'm down all the time but like Jeff and I do watch it right and it's a huge part of your journey right and we're so thankful that we were able to capture it for you guys and that we met you along the way and and we were able to do that for you guys and uh, it was something, that, again, as I mentioned before, if uh, we were friends before all this, I probably would have done it for free for you, oh which God. I've done it for others. <laughs> no, I'm just throwing that out there, right? Like, because I love what I do. And uh, obviously, I, I'm running a business and, you know, I got to pay the bills. And But, you know, I think it goes back to your why and why you got into this. And um, I mentioned this on a couple episodes ago talking about my why and why I got into weddings in the first place and why I started the podcast. And it's all about giving back and, and really, you know, for me, like this was my calling. This was something that I was meant to do. I didn't know it at the time, but looking back now, like I don't know if I had gone down a different path, if, if uh, I'd be the same person that I am today and I like who I am today. So, mm-hmm. and that's what in pedal and blue makes me happy. Like it makes me happy when I do my workshops and I just see people laughing and having fun and, you know, learning the tips and tricks that I give them. Right. And even like, and I do, and I do offer bulk flowers to brides too, because there is a DIYers that want to do it, which is totally fine. I do offer DIYs and I just get so excited when they send me the photos of what they created. Like I had a bride from Edmonton order a bunch of roses from me. She kept it simple, roses and baby's breath. And she got married in Airdrie and she sent me photos a few weeks later of her and her groom with like what she created. And it, she's like, thank you so much. Like these flowers are, you know, better. 
I don't want to say like a brand store, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it makes me happy. It makes me happy. Or when I have, you know, a mom and their kid come and buy a little succulent from me. And then a few months later, they send me a photo of that little plant that has grown. It just makes me so happy. And hopefully one day Petal and Bloom could be a full-time gig. <laughs> hopefully. But right now. One podcast episode at a time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, that's what that's why I started Petal and Bloom. I miss sharing my passion and knowledge for plants. And that's what I say with every workshop I start, I'm here because I'm passionate and I want to share my knowledge. Pick my brain. Like even if it's Christmas and we're decorating a Grinch tree, if you have a plant that's dying at home, ask me every question you need. I will answer it. Well, speaking of that, let, let's dive right into those workshops and share with the listeners what you do offer with these workshops. I know you touched on it just a little bit, but when did you start offering them and like, who are they for really? Um, so I start, like I said, I started Pebble in 2018. So I would reach out to a second cup here in Red Deer, Travel Monk, Original Joes were like the OGs that kind of like let Pebble Bloom start. So I started with Trariums. So it would bring it. So as much as like I had people sign up, it was also bringing in customers through their doors, right? Like second cup and gasoline alley was slower during Thursday. So I would have that place filled with ladies creating Trariums, drinking coffee, having a good time. So I do offer private workshops and I do offer, I don't know, non-private. I don't know. How do you word that? Like, you know, at breweries and stuff. I don't want to say not private, but. <laughs> I, I get, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. They're curated. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now I do like Snake Lake. I've done Hocktail. I even went to the Tin Roof once for the winter to do a workshop. So I just reach out to different like breweries, restaurants, coffee shops, spas, whoever want to host. I'm actually doing a workshop next. Friday at Charity, which is bubble tea. So when this when this podcast goes live, it'll be already happening. Like it already yeah, happened. it'll already be done. It'll already be done. I'm sorry, I forgot that I'm not that important, Kevin, I guess. So I guess I have to wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm doing it at Charity. So she's gonna do a bubble bar, which is awesome. And then I'll have my flowers. And then also what I offer is like and even like like brides, right? So I even tell brides, I even advertise for bachelorettes, bridal showers, baby showers. If they want me to come set up, they can do, you know, a terrarium, a flower arrangement, whatever they want. But now I started a flower bar. So that's where I show up to celebrations. And there's two ways we can do it. One, I set up all my flowers and I leave and you guys have it for a few hours. You can do what you want with them, make your own bouquet. And I come back, grab my, you know, supplies or... I'm there, I set up my flower bar, and then I teach a workshop with them. Or like I do a pop-up shop. Like I have a pop-up shop coming up, and then I sell them per stem. So if you have a budget of $10, do a $10 bouquet. If you want to go crazy, buy every flower I have. So where did the inspiration come from with these flower bars? Actually, there is a flower business I follow in the States. And this is how she started her little business was with flower bars and now she has them on multiple trucks and she goes throughout her city with her five different trucks and they're they're a flower bar so she sells them per stem she'll have a few bouquets made up but people will buy like per stem and what was about that concept that like really drew you to it it's like i gotta get to get on that because to me it's being creative right petal and bloom creative i want people to be creative i want you to like come in look at it. And if you want me to make a bouquet for you, I will. But it just makes me happy when people are laying out that rose with that baby's breast with the carnation and just building that bouquet. And they're like, oh, I can do this. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can. 
So I want people to be creative. And I say that in my workshops and with a lot of my workshops, I don't make it in front of you just because people mimic Mm -hmm. and I want them to do what they want to do. Is it primarily women that come to these workshops or do you get some guys too? I get so excited when guys show up. Like I love it. I'm Aside from Jeff. It. Besides Jeff. Yeah, Jeff comes, but Jeff likes to hide in the corner and he cleans up after everyone. <laughs> Such a good, <laughs> man. a good man. Again, like, he just gives us so many reasons to keep him around. So, like, when I do breweries, right, obviously the women will bring their men and they, they tend to not come to the coffee shop ones. But, like, when guys come in, I'm, like, I'm clapping. I'm, like, woo, I'm so happy you're here. Roll out the red carpet and everything. Right, exactly. And I'm, like... You are going to have so much fun. And I think they're kind of like, what is my wife, girlfriend, fiance? Why am I here? <laughs> but I did a herbal workshop at Troubled Monk and there was two guys that came and they just had a blast. And I love it because I just feel like men are just like, I'm done. And it just, and then like women are still like, we're all like, okay, so this isn't matching. This isn't looking good and worth it, right? It's a process. It's, a, it's, it's the journey, not the destination. It is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I just, I love it. So that's why I love doing breweries too, because then I, guys come and I do, I do offer kids workshops too. And I don't do age limits. If it is at say charity or if it is at a coffee shop, like if you want to bring your son, daughter, bring them. And I guess like, what's been the, like the feedback you've had from those workshops, like, especially like these DIY brides that are coming to you and do you get some brides that like do come to your workshops to try to get ideas for their weddings? I had a few years ago, like in 2019, I had two cousins come to a workshop, loved it, loved, loved, loved it. And then they both got engaged and then I did bachelorette parties for them. So I didn't do their flowers because in 2019, I wasn't offering flowers, right? But I did do their bachelorette with terrariums. So that was really cool. And I've had one bride reach out to me and she said that she was following me since 2020. And she's been like to a few of my like pop-up shops, but haven't really done anything, right? So it is kind of cool. Like I'm starting to realize it's funny. Like I'm like, oh, I have a following. (laughs) I'm famous. Like I'm like, oh, or like Jeff was out and they're like, oh, you're Rebecca's husband from Petal and Bloom. He's like, I am. I'm like, I love that. I love that. So, you mean- That's good. Word of mouth. I mean, it's, it's some of the best uh, free advertisement you can get. It is. And like, even like when I was growing up, I was always known as John Bow's daughter. Like, you know, oh, your dad owns 10 tombs. I'm like, yep. Yeah. And now my dad gets, oh, you're Papa Bloom. Cause that's what I call him on social media. And he's like, oh, yes, yes, I'm Papa Bloom. <laughs> I love it. The roles have reversed. It has. And I just like, I laugh. And I'm just like, hee hee, now you know how it feels, dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good sport though. Yeah, yeah, he is. So how is this year shaping up for you? Like, what do you have on the docket? I know you talked about the, the workshop coming up here, but beyond that, specifically with weddings, like how's this year shaping up? I have a few weddings. Like I said, I have a last minute wedding happening that I'm doing. I have yep. three in July, one in August, and one in September. And every single one of those weddings are totally different, right? One wants sunflowers, one wants white roses, one wants bright, bright, bright. So it's kind of like, I'm really excited to see what I'll be creating this summer for everyone. And do you see any trends coming down, like the pipeline when it comes to like floral design? Like, um, So like with the brides I've been getting, everyone's been liking that boho look, but trends that are happening is more like simpler bouquets, like some... 
one of my friends, she's getting married in October and she wanted me to do her flowers. But then she's like, you know what? I want to keep it simple. I'm like, why don't you walk down with one rose? She goes, I love that. I'm going to do it. Um, another thing that's bright colors. I'm starting to notice like bright colors, like bright and bold are coming in and adding like maybe fruit to things like lemons, limes, grapefruits to bring in that bright colors to table center pieces is another thing. But I would say a lot of people are going minimal as well. And is that partially due to budget? Like with, we talked about inflation before and is that something that plays a part? Like I think for some brides it does. I will say like in the flower world, prices have gone up in a sense of freight. Like I get an email from my suppliers quite a bit being like, freight went up another 7%. And you're like, great. Thanks. (laughs) Right? But like seeing like like prices of flowers, they haven't changed that much. It's the freight that's happening. So what would you say, like with the weddings that you got coming up, on average, how much are couples spending on florals? Is there a range there? So I had a bride reach out to me last year who was like, I really want you to do my flowers. I gave her my pricing. And she goes, I can't afford that. And I said, okay, so what do you want? So I actually lowered my pricing so I could do her wedding for her. I'd like to work with my brides because it was just, it was a bouquet for her and and three bridesmaids bouquets. Mm. So I'm like, you know what? I can lower it just a little bit so you get what you want. I would just have to get rid of some of those more expensive flowers that you're wanting. And then... So I will say if it's elopement to a big wedding, my, my prices range from, like I said, like we'll say 400 if it's an elopement and it can go up to like 4,500 for me. Like I did a huge wedding in 2021 in April and her wedding was $4,500. And that's because you got the table arrangements and... Table arrangement, cake. She wanted baby's breath everywhere, everywhere. Babies are expensive. I'm just saying babies are expensive. It's because they're making a comeback. And that's one thing about the flower world too. It's like once that trend hits, that's when... <laughs> and baby's breath, it's funny. Like back like a few years ago, people hated baby's breath. And now my flower bars, I have baby's breath. And that's the first thing that sells out. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> it's funny. But yeah, and it's funny. Okay, I shouldn't say her wedding was in 2021. Because I got married in 2021. It was 2022 because they came to my wedding and they saw what I did to my tables and loved everything. So then I did their wedding. I mean, that's your wedding in some ways was like a marketing. It was. And then like, and I'm happy. Like, I'm so happy that, you know, I was able to be my own vendor too. Did you have to interview yourself? Like, as like, (laughs) I mean, I know we're going deep here. This could go down a really dark rabbit hole, but. Oh my gosh. I think I was interviewing Jeff. So Jeff, how would you like me to do these tables? <laughs> and then he didn't know anything about the tropicals that I brought in. He was just like, really? And I'm like, yes, I brought in 15 foot palm trees. <laughs> he shouldn't be that surprised knowing who you are. Like, right? I mean, you're going to go big. I am. I am. I'm going to go big. And I big and loud. Yeah, exactly. Love about, yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's uh, uh, slowly wrap this up here. Okay, let's go back to your wedding and just talk about some funny stories. Funny stories about my wedding? Yes, yes. Oh, gosh. Uh, I know, like, it was hot. Do you want to talk about what the guys did? Okay, first off, can we say I was supposed to be a fall wedding? So the dress I picked was not for a July wedding. Can we start with that? (laughs) Because I picked the biggest dress possible for a July wedding to be plus 37 out. And the poor boys had three-piece suits on. So, I mean, we were supposed to be a fall wedding, so I'm sorry, everyone. But I remember, like, going out, because I think 
either you, I think I was getting photo sick and I looked out and all the groomsmen were wearing no pants. Yeah. They had dro- they dropped them. Yep. But yeah, they, they dropped them. They just took off their pants, playing beanbag toss. <laughs> Why not, right? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It was hot. And I honestly, I think I called my dress my security blanket on my wedding day because I literally was just holding it up the whole time. So I was so hot. You held up pretty good because I know at times, like, especially with how hot it was, it was uncomfortable, but it didn't come across in the video. Well, that's, I know, I know. And like, actually, you did catch me near the end of the video where I was holding it like a blanket. Okay, yes, yes. (laughs) I lied. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that's what I looked like most of the day. (laughs) But I will say, I loved how you captured mine and Jeff's vows. And plus, I was also sad. They were so special. They were. They were. They were good. Very intentional. And if I remember correctly, I mean, there were a lot of tears mm-hmm. on both were. sides. Yeah. Jeff did not hold back. He did not. He's a big teddy bear. Yes. That, that's his name on my phone, teddy bear. <laughs> is it really? It is. I love it. I love it. And he's got the he's got the fur to, to back it up too, right? Like... <laughs> He's a big teddy bear. We love you, Jeff. He is a big teddy bear. Yes, we love him. So how can people find you? Like, is Instagram the best way? Instagram is, I will say I have two Instagram accounts right now because I got hacked in December and lost everything. So Damn hackers. Yeah, right? So I went to panic mode, opened up, like I started a new Petal and Bloom account, but I don't know how, but I got my Instagram back. And I think the only reason why I still have my Facebook is because I had Jeff as an admin. So all you small businesses listening, make sure you have a second or third admin as a backup. Because I think that's what saved me from not losing any of my business pages. I lost my personal page, but I didn't lose, yeah, Facebook or Instagram, thank goodness. Oh, it it can be such a scary world out there. I know uh, it's uh, for me, and I I don't want to sidetrack too much here, but I know on a daily basis, I'm having to report scams that are coming through my mailbox right. every single day. So, but you said, okay, so Instagram, what's your Instagram handle or which one do you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> which one do I want to share? It's Petal, P-E-T-A-L and A-N-D-B-L-U-M. So Petal and Bloom. And the reason why I spell it, because people keep thinking I'm saying Petal with the D, but it's with a T. <laughs> Petal, like like a flower petal. Yeah, yeah, like a flower petal, exactly. Okay, so uh, you know, Instagram right now is the best place to find you, and just have them like shoot you a DM and. Yep, just send me a message or yeah, message on either Facebook or Instagram is awesome for me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. Like it's it's been such a joy. I knew that this was gonna be a, a fun chat <laughs> when uh, I reached out to you. And I wanted to sit down with you. So it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And I feel like I kind of went all over the place. Wedding, pedal and bloom, stories. <laughs> I expect nothing less. And that, I mean that with the sincerest love and admiration for you. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll, we'll definitely have to uh, go down and have some brewskis together. Yes. Yes. I agree. Jeff and I come to Ladue quite a bit, so well, not quite a bit. We go and visit his grandma. So, and I'm down your way a lot. Like I've, I've got, uh, I'm actually at 52 North uh, in July. So, oh, yeah, be good to get back in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. <laughs> All right, we'll chat soon. Okay, thank you. Well, that's it. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Alberta Wedding Podcast. Each week, I will pull back the veil and introduce you to the faces behind the brands that you love in Alberta. Your feedback matters. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review and let me know what you think of this episode. Until next week, stay well and be merry.